Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. Dietitian Chelsea, I am here with you on the Panhandle Weight Loss Center podcast, and uh, it's just me today. So I hope you <laughs> hope you're ready for just one person. Maybe uh, you guys could provide some feedback on that. But um, uh, we wanted to go ahead and do another episode of the uh, ten foods that you think are healthy but maybe aren't as healthy as you thought they were. That was a pretty popular episode that we did kind of towards the beginning of our podcast, and so we've got some requests to do another one. So I've racked my brain. I've come up with 10 more. Um, And so we're going to get started. Uh, So number one is going to be acai bowls. Um, This may be one that you have perhaps called acai bowls or uh, acai bowls. (laughs) There's a lot of different uh, ways to say it, especially in this part of the world. But um, it's A-C-A-I. That's how you spell it, acai bowls. And, uh, you know, basically what it is, if you're not familiar, it's just the acai berries, uh, which come from South America, I think primarily Brazil. And um, it's typically in kind of like a smoothie form. So you'll see it usually in a bowl or a cup and it looks purple and it's all kind of one smooth consistency. And usually you can add toppings to it. So a lot of times they'll have uh, granola, peanut butter, bananas, coconut flakes, uh, flaxseed, you know, there's just different things that you can add on top to kind of customize it. And so, you know, you may be thinking, well, hey, it sounds pretty good. It's a berry um, and it is a, a superfood, quote unquote. So it's got a lot of good anti-inflammatory properties. It's got some good uh, vitamins and minerals and things like that on it. Um, but Uh, What the acai bowl actually is, is just a bunch of sugar. And um, so that's why we kind of put it in the category of maybe not being as healthy as you think it is. Because uh, with all of that, you know, you're adding in the acai berries, plus you're adding fruit on top. Uh, Maybe you're adding a little bit of protein on top if you add some, you know, peanut butter or some nuts or seeds or something there. But it's typically very minimal. And so what this is, it's essentially kind of mimicking whenever you just have fruit by itself. It's a a large sugar intake into the body. It raises your blood glucose levels really high. um, And then it typically, you know, you're going to see that spike. And that spike is where we most often see, you know, uh, of course, elevated insulin levels, which can lead to weight gain. um, It can lead to inflammation, all sorts of things. So that's why we're going to put these acai bowls in the you know, maybe not so healthy category. These are kind of something that I consider maybe, you know, the occasional kind of treat. They they do taste very good. I actually really like them. Um, I've actually spent some time in Brazil and I had one made for me like on the streets and they're good, but it's not something that we'd recommend that you incorporate into your routine regularly. And, you know, you may be thinking that you're doing something really good by, you know, adding in all of the quote unquote superfoods and all of that, but actually what you're doing is putting a pretty high uh, sugar load into your body, which ultimately isn't going to really help you out that much. All right. So that's number one, acai bowls. 
Um, number two, we've got the Belvita breakfast biscuits. So uh, this is a pretty common one that I often hear from patients, you know, as what do you have for breakfast? And uh, they'll oftentimes tell me, oh, I have those little uh, Belvita biscuits. Okay, so kind of, you know, why do people choose those? Well, it's a, a quick, convenient option, and it's something that's been, you know, kind of marketed um, as something that is nutritious. It gives you steady energy throughout the day. And I actually, you know, looked this one up online. Some of their claims, uh, it has four hours of nutritious, steady energy. All right, so uh, right off the bat, we can just mark this food off of the go-to list because no food can ever claim that it'll give you X amount of hours of steady energy because everybody metabolizes or breaks down energy differently. So that's just a quack of a claim. But um, it also says, find us in the cookie cracker aisle. All right, so that's another dead giveaway that it's maybe not as healthy as you think it is. And so um, the Belvita breakfast biscuits, all they are is carbs. So I looked up the nutrition information, uh, 35 grams and 11 grams of sugar in that 35 grams. So 35 grams of carbs, 11 grams of sugar, only four grams of protein, which is nothing to write home about. Nine grams of fat, so you do have some of that in there. I think it's because you know they add in a little bit of either nuts or seeds into the cracker to give it a little bit of crunch. So a okay amount of fat, but again, it's not like we're mimicking something that you would find in nature again. you know, It's really just mostly carbohydrates, lacking in protein, lacking in fat. And so similar to that acai bowl, these are just going to spike your blood sugar. And what you'll actually more than likely find if you do eat these is that you know you will have some good energy for a little bit, but then you're gonna start to feel the drag. Your, your energy levels are gonna go down. You may start to feel sluggish, kind of tired. That's that like mid-morning slump that you'll get from eating something like this. And you know, it's just because it doesn't have the protein and the fat that you need to kind of sustain that energy over time. So that's why we're putting the Belvita breakfast biscuits in the 10 foods that maybe aren't so healthy for you, all right? Um, you know, and just added to say something that you can just very quickly grab off of the shelf and go, that's one of those things that we're trying to get you to think about, you know, is that the healthiest option for you? You know, all convenient items have a place. We're not all in a, in a phase of life where we can just, you know, whip up some eggs in the morning and um, have a nice breakfast sitting at the table. So I get it, you know, we're real people too. Uh, we, we choose those convenient options sometimes, but when we're talking about, you know, health and wellness and weight loss and all of that, these are just some of the things to consider rather than being overtaken by some of those nutritional claims that you see on the packages. And a segue into the next food, low-carb tortillas. This is probably one of my favorites. Um, I always get you know, people who are already starting to make some good changes and they say, well, I've already switched to you know, the Sarah Lee 45 calorie bread. I've uh, went ahead and switched to the low-carb tortillas. And, and I get that often, and it's because, you know, you do have good intentions by lowering the carbs. Yes, that is, uh, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do with the surgery and kind of, you know, switching metabolism over from burning off carbs and sugar to burning off things like your stored fat. Uh, however, what, what people don't realize about low-carb tortillas, oftentimes they just kind of leave you wanting more. And so you can oftentimes eat more of them because you never really get full and satisfied and then another thing too is just um, 
the ingredients with low carb tortillas. You know, anytime they've taken something out of a food, so in this case, they've taken the carbs out, they've added something to it. And in this case, it's the vegetable shortening, which we're trying to avoid uh, just for overall metabolic benefit, you know, kind of benefiting those mitochondria, cleaning them out. And so low carb tortillas, are they a better option than, you know, just your regular flour tortilla? It kind of depends on your goal. You know, if your goal is to decrease the carbs, then yes, they're a better option. But if your goal is to get, you know, the best nutritious tortilla option, I would really argue, you know, go for a corn tortilla maybe, or go for just like one small, uh, your tia made it with lard type of flour tortilla, like the legit real thing, and just don't have it that often. Um, you know, that way you're not getting those vegetable shortenings, you know, you're not getting all the additives, and it's just, it's the real deal. It satisfies you, uh, and then you just kind of move on versus, you know, you're constantly like craving more and more carbs whenever you're eating these low-carb tortillas or low-carb breads or whatever they might be. So uh, that's something to think about. I think low-carb tortillas are a really big one that have been touted as something that's you know, kind of a health food. You know, anytime you're looking to lose weight or get healthy, first thing you should do, switch to low carb tortillas. And uh, we would just really argue that may not be the best long-term choice, all right? Okay, uh, number four is gonna be bananas, all right? I know this one is gonna upset a lot of people and I totally get it. <laughs> for, for some reason, bananas are just the most favorite fruit. And um, there's a couple of things about them. So fun fact, I'm all about those as you guys probably already know, but bananas, a serving is actually half. So in nutrition, when we're measuring servings, usually we're gonna measure it as what, what amount will give you 15 grams of carbohydrate. And for a banana, that's half. So ultimately, if you have a full banana, which I mean, who eats a half, right? Like it doesn't keep, it's gonna brown, it's gonna get yucky. And so nobody is just, you know, cutting off half a banana and eating that. So if you're eating a banana, you're, you're probably eating the whole thing. And so really you're getting two servings worth of fruit. And kind of this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with acai bowls, where if you're just having two servings of fruit by itself, you're not getting any of the benefits of the fat or the protein that is gonna help to lower that blood sugar spike. And so if you were to be tracking your blood sugar, what you would see after you ate a banana, likely it would skyrocket, all right? And again, those skyrockets in blood sugar is where we often see the most fat storage. Um, it's, it's also one of the things that's damaging to your metabolism. It's, uh, it can cause changes in your hormones, such as the fat storage, number one, but it can also leave you, you know, wanting more. Um, you may be more irritable, brain fog. It's just various things that can happen with those extreme spikes in blood sugar. So bananas by themselves are gonna be something that we do recommend you mostly avoid. <clears throat> And then keep in mind, you know, if you are going to have a banana, a half may be a better choice, um, especially if you've had surgery. We, I typically anyways, recommend just limiting fruit to one serving a day. And so a half a banana would cover you. <coughs> now, um, some alternatives, maybe a step up from just having the banana by itself would be, you know, having it with a handful of nuts. 
maybe incorporating it into your, like if you're making your own protein shake, you could add in a little bit of banana to make it more creamy. Um, but you got to be careful because if you start adding a bunch of things into your shake, you're adding a bunch of carbs. So just be mindful there. Um, <clears throat> Berries is a good alternative. You know, berries, uh, generally speaking, the serving size is a cup and you're, you're not gonna get as much of that blood sugar spike because they just naturally have a little bit more fiber, a little less sugar in them. Um, and then another thing that you, you could do, you know, green bananas are actually gonna have less of that sugar in them than very yellow or very ripe bananas. Um, so just, you know, kind of practically speaking, think about when you wanna make banana bread, right? You use the bananas that are very yellow and they have the brown spots on them. And the reason those are great for banana bread is because uh, they have more sugar. So as a banana ripens, it's gonna have more sugar content. The, the fibers are gonna break down more into sugar. And so if you eat a more green banana, you'll likely see less of a blood sugar spike. Uh, if you're eating the whole thing, even if it's green, you're still <laughs> probably gonna see quite a bit of a spike in your blood sugar. But if you're, you know, if you're wanting to put it into a protein shake, let's say, they do actually sell um, like green banana powder. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but maybe green banana flour, but green banana powder, and you can put that in and you can get some of the benefits, uh, you know, of the fiber and things like that without actually getting all of the, the sugary uh, breakdown that you would get in the actual fruit itself. So those are just a couple tips, you know, with bananas, because I know people still, you know, occasionally want to eat them. But if I were choosing, you know, on a daily basis, if you're gonna have a serving of fruit, maybe just go with some berries, because I think you'll benefit more from that in the long run. Okay, number five, halfway there, veggie straws, all right? Um, so these are the little veggie sticks that come in a bag, it looks like a chip bag. And, you know, they're kind of marketed as, oh, well, it's a chip, but you're getting in your veggies. And so one of my favorite parts about this is that when you look at the ingredients, there's basically no veggies in there, okay? There's potato starch, corn starch, canola, sunflower, safflower oil. There is spinach powder, which I'm not exactly sure, you know, <laughs> how much nutrition benefits that has, but I can tell you it's close to none. And then there's tomato paste. And really and truly, the spinach powder and the tomato paste, they're so far down on the ingredients list, I guarantee you they're just using that for color. So veggie straws, there's actually no veggies in them. Um, or the only veggies that there are is the vegetable oils, like the canola oil and sunflower oil and all of that. So, um, I mean, if you just want a crunch, it, it, I would go with something else. You know, go with, we've got a great video. I made some kale chips recently, very quick and easy. Uh, throw a carrot in your mouth um, or chew some gum. But these are not your best option for going, uh, you know, to get something to satisfy that crunch. They just have too much of nothing in them. Um, and then they're full of the vegetable oils, which again can kind of gunk up those mitochondria, gunk up the metabolism, and uh, overall in the long run can, you know, prohibit your weight loss or your health and wellness efforts. So veggie sticks, they're just kind of a no for me. Um, and, and unfortunately, they have the name veggie <laughs> in the title, and so a lot of people think that they're great and healthy for you. But spoiler alert, they're not. 
Okay, number six, overnight oats. So for those of you who don't know what this is, um, I think it originally trended on like Instagram or something, but it's a way to make oatmeal. So typically it's gonna be um, just like instant oatmeal. Sometimes they use the steel cut, it just depends on the recipe that you find. And you typically soak it in some type of a liquid. Most often it's gonna be milk. And then you add different things to it. So you add in fruit or you add in uh, nuts or seeds or sometimes you add in you know, chocolate chips, different things like that. And, and the idea is that you do that as a meal prep item at the beginning of the week. You put it in the refrigerator and then every morning when you wake up, you grab your little mason jar full of overnight oats and they're ready to eat. So, I mean, we'll just ignore the texture part of <laughs> this that I, of course, do not like. Uh, but um, I just looked up, you know, kind of like a serving of overnight oats and you've got 50 grams of carbohydrate per serving. And that's if you don't add anything to it. You know, that's just the oats themselves. So. When we're talking about somebody who is, you know, really trying to make that metabolism shift from burning off carbs and sugar to rather burning, you know, their stored fat, that 50 gram carb limit with just your overnight oats alone, that, that's really going to kind of put you over. So it's another one of those foods that mostly just has carbohydrates and not much else and depending on how you make it can really have a bunch of added sugar. So definitely something you wanna be mindful of. You know, if you're looking for an alternative to this, the steel cut oats would maybe be an option. Um, you know, make it with, instead of making it with water, make it with whole milk, uh, and then make sure when you're adding things, you're not adding more carbs on top of the oats. You know, instead of adding fruit, maybe you go ahead and add the flax seed, the chia seeds, maybe you add a little bit of nuts, um, you know, something like that, MCT oil. You can add those things to help you get a little bit more of the protein and the fat and kind of lessen that uh, glucose burden or glucose load that the oats are gonna have. Um, one option for some of our patients as well would be to throw in a scoop of protein powder or something similar so that you can also get the protein and not just the fat. So, you know, overnight oats, I think it's something that maybe you can make to be, you know, fitting into a good diet plan, but um, as is, as it stands, the way most people make them, it's really not the health food that, that they're gonna kind of lead you to believe that it is. It's one of those, again, that's got mostly carbohydrates and sugar and not much else to it. Okay, uh, seven is gonna be oat milk or just alternative milks in general. So I just wanna say, you know, there are definitely times when you would wanna use an alternative milk. So personally, I'm lactose intolerant, and so I, I don't really drink cow's milk. I don't actually really drink milk at all, but um, you know, if you need that lactose-free version of a milk, absolutely, you know, that, that's, that's something you would definitely wanna use the alternative milks for, but uh, one thing that you'll want to know is that, you know, most of the alternative milks, let's take almond milk, for example, they have the same carbohydrate and sugar content as cow's milk, but they have less protein. And so for every cup of cow's milk that you have, let's say um, you're going to get about seven or eight grams of protein. Uh, for a cup of oat milk, for example, I think you get 
two to three grams of protein. And so it's a pretty significant difference. And you know what that extra protein does, similar to like almost all the items I've talked about so far, it helps blunt that glucose spike. So it decreases that rise in your blood sugar, which helps with weight loss, it helps with health and wellness, you know, all this stuff. And so um, just something to be mindful of if you are choosing one of the alternative milks, you know, maybe flip the label around and look for one that has more of the protein or it has more of the fat. You know, that's one thing if you are going to choose an alternative milk, let's say coconut milk, for example, like choose the full fat version uh, rather than the, you know, 1% or skim or any of that because that fat, that extra fat is also another thing that can help blunt or decrease the spike in your blood sugar. Um, so another just kind of quick thing on the oat milk in particular, it's got oat flour and sunflower oil in it. So again, you've kind of added in the flour product, you've added in the vegetable oil product. And so just some of those things that we're looking to stay away from in general. So keep that in mind. If you are choosing an alternative milk, um, you know, you want to be pretty picky about the one that you choose. Fairlife brand in general is one of my recommendations because it actually has more protein than cow's milk and it is lactose free, so it's an option that works for a lot of people. Plus, they have it available in whole milk. So that's one of the only alternative milks that I've found that's lactose free and is available in a full fat version. So you can find it you know, next to the cow's milk usually. It has a, a cow on the front of it, a picture of a cow on the front of it. Um, you know, a little more expensive than your regular milk, but I mean, with the cost of milk these days, like you may as well get the one that's a little bit better for you nutritionally. So. Okay, number eight, protein bars. <clears throat> so protein bars, I always get the question, what would be your recommendation? And if you've ever asked me that question, you probably know that my answer has been, I really don't have a recommendation for you. And that's because protein bars in general are what we would consider a highly processed food. And highly processed foods are generally going to have additives into them. They're gonna have artificial sweeteners, gonna have vegetable oils, most of them have quite a bit of carbohydrate or sugar in them as well. So I just looked up a really common brand that people enjoy, the Quest brand, and um, one of their protein bars has 23 grams of carbohydrates. And so if you are trying to use that protein bar as you know, like a replacement for a meal, you know, you're maybe getting 15 grams of protein and then the 23 grams of carbs, if you were to just have a food meal, you could get more protein and less carbs. And so it's just not a great substitute. You know, your better option would be to have a protein food. Uh, you know, maybe even some, you know, good quality beef jerky that doesn't have a lot of sugar added to it. Uh, you know, something simple that's still kind of grab and go, but doesn't have all the added carbs and sugars and artificial sweeteners and all of that. Um, Another thing that I've noticed about the protein bars as well is they often just don't keep you full for very long. So it's a pretty uh, quick ending energy that you get from it. And so, you know, it's one of those things where is it worth it? Maybe on occasion, you know, maybe you're running late, you're really hungry, that's all you've got available. Sure, okay. Um, but if that's something that you're choosing every single day for your breakfast or lunch or snack, I would definitely reconsider that. Okay, number nine is granola. 
So granola is oftentimes, you know, one of those things where it's like, oh, I had my yogurt, my Greek yogurt, and I put some granola in it with some fruit in the morning and super healthy breakfast. Um, now, while that sounds absolutely delicious, because you all know that I cannot stand yogurt by itself, it needs some crunch with it. So you definitely have to add granola if you're me uh, or if you're a texture eater. But what the granola does, unfortunately, is adds a bunch of, bunch of carbs and sugar. So I just looked up like a generic brand of granola per serving, which by the way, that's usually um, like three tablespoons, four tablespoons, 45 grams of carbohydrate. Y'all, that's a lot for four tablespoons. And within that 45 grams of carbs, it was 11 grams of added sugar. And you're probably thinking, what, where would that come from? Usually it's honey syrup or molasses that they've added to, uh, you know, the, the oats or whatever they have in the granola to make it have that sweet taste. So that's where you get the added sugar. And then you get the carbs, you know, from the grain itself, from the oat or whichever other grain they're using. Um, granola usually does have a little bit of fat and a tiny bit of protein because it typically has some type of nut or seed mixed in, but it's very minimal. So again, here we are with a product that is uh, supposed to be super healthy for you, but in reality, it just has a bunch of carbs and sugar. So <clears throat> if you're looking for an alternative to granola, it's super easy just to dump some fresh nuts into your yogurt or whatever, it el whatever else you're having. Um, you could also do a nut seed mix. They do sell some granolas that are just nuts and seeds and they haven't added the honey or the syrup or the molasses or anything like that. And so you may be able to find one of those out there. Um, I always think, you know, as far as if you're adding in nuts into your yogurt, let's say, you know, add a variety. Don't make it, you know, I'm only adding almonds or something like that. Um, get you together a bunch of different types of nuts. Do some pistachios, some almonds, some walnuts, some pecans, um, pumpkin seeds, you know, flax seed. Add all of that together and mix up your own granola. And then that way you get the benefit of all the different nuts. Because when we're talking about nuts, um, you know, sure, some of them are a little better than others, but really the best option with nuts is variety. And so if you can kind of rotate through different types of nuts or make a mixture, that's going to be, uh, you know, a much better option for you than just grabbing that sugary granola off the shelf. Okay, and last but not least, number 10 is going to be ketchup, all right? And I know parents everywhere are paying to hear this because <laughs> ketchup is the vehicle for all sorts of foods um, as it relates to your kids, right? Uh, I think I've talked about this before, but it's like one of the grossest things when you see a kid get a french fry and they dip it in ketchup and then they just suck the ketchup off. Um, I don't get it, but <laughs> kids love it. And the reason they love it, you probably guessed, it's got a significant amount of sugar in it. And so for one tablespoon, just like regular Heinz ketchup, five grams of carbohydrate, four grams of sugar. So, I mean, really all it is is high fructose corn syrup. Um, some of the ones that say no high fructose corn syrup, those just have cane sugar. Um, and so you've gotta be looking, if you are a condiment person, you've gotta be looking for one that doesn't have that added. So we like the Primal Kitchen brand because it doesn't have the added sugars, um, but, 
there, there's not a whole lot out there, you know, that's readily available, especially, you know, if you're at a restaurant or something like that. So just something to keep in mind with the ketchup. I don't think anybody has ever, you know, touted ketchup as maybe like a healthy food, but I don't think many people recognize maybe uh, how much sugar it has in it and then how much we consume. So something to be mindful of, you know, if you are having that as a condiment, you maybe want to limit how much you're having or how frequently you have it, and maybe also choose one of those brands that's a little bit lower in sugar. So, okay, so what did you guys think? Uh, anything surprise you? Let us know. Um, just a quick review. We've got number one, acai bowls. Number two, Belvita breakfast biscuits. Number three, low-carb tortillas. Number four, bananas. Number five, veggie straws. Number six, overnight oats. Number seven, oat milk or alternative milks. Number eight, protein bars. Number nine, granola. And number 10, ketchup. And I think, you know, with this episode, one of the things that is just kind of overshadowing everything else is that how many of these items are marketed as being, you know, a healthy alternative or better for you in some way. But really, when it comes down to it, what they are is mostly just a bunch of carbs or sugar by themselves without any protein or without any fat to kind of, you know, help those energy levels and help your blood sugar stabilize and things like that. So um, keep, a, you know, keep an eye out for some of these foods. Uh, maybe consider making some swaps in your own routine. And uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it.